Dead center on the Biedermeier table below Monet's lilies, a 1919 version, painting number 184, lay a largish white pill stamped with a pink sickle moon and an amber star. Fogg picked it up. Who had put it there? What did it do? He peered up at the ceiling, whose erratic pattern of metal joists and panels looked unchanged. Anyway, pills don't drop from ceilings. The pill looked at him, and he looked at the pill. Dare you, whispered the pill. He carried it down to reception and examined it through his magnifying glass. An ordinary pill, but for the weight and the mysterious markings. He reflected on the coming anniversary and the lack of incident in the museum's last three years. Wherever it had come from, whatever it did, surely the pill was meant for him. But might it be poison? Was his position as curator about to be terminated by some unseen governing presence? He weighed the evidence. Behind reception in the museum dome, a small screen displayed a message with a sting in the tail. Time since opening. Two years, 364 days, nine hours, 54 minutes. Visitors, zero. Tomorrow would be the third anniversary of his arrival at this last repository for man's most treasured artifacts. But it had never had a visitor. And he had never delivered his over-rehearsed opening spiel to anyone. More to the point, there had been no hint of his being watched or assessed. Nor could any fair person hold him responsible for the dearth of visitors. Outside, toxic ochre dust swirled and settled as it always did. Without the chitin shield, the dome would have disintegrated, just as the world's cities had at the fall. There was no play of light, or even a visible sky, for the Earth's private star had long been banished from view. The dome was an ark, and the paintings its cargo, even if this Noah had neither crew nor family. Nor, he reflected, had he transgressed. His regime had been orderly to a fault. Today, like every other day, he had completed his exercise routine in the anteroom between his bedroom and the museum proper on the dot of eight o'clock. He had hurried through a breakfast of bland but nutritious paste from the matter rearranger and completed his ablutions by 9.30 precisely. Thence to the daily robing which justified his unique existence, the donning of the curator's uniform. He had smoothed the dark flannels over his thighs straightened any threat of a crease in the cream shirt, and stretched his arms through the sleeves of the pièce de résistance, the dark green jacket with brown piping, the material more velvet than cloth. He had straightened the tie, checked the gleaming toe-caps of the black-laced brogues, and combed his thatch of straw-coloured hair before adding the curator's cap. So far, so good. But one troubling piece of evidence nagged away. Fogg had an eye like a spirit level, and that morning, Van Gogh's Wheat Field with Crows, painting number 211, had been out of true. The museum dome gave access to its many wonders by an Escher-like maze of escalators, landings, and walkways. Each escalator moved as a foot landed and halted when there was no weight left to carry. They shut down after hours. Energy conservation must have been a priority in the last days. Every escalator ascended, save for the topmost, which twisted from the final landing around a central support like a helter-skelter. 
you had to travel through the whole museum in order to leave. On his first days here, Fogg, still just shy of his 20th birthday, had devised a route which passed every exhibit once and no exhibit twice. He had never deviated since. The hanging had been done before his arrival by persons unknown, but he liked the idiosyncratic mix of time and subject. Wooden furniture stood beneath modern abstracts. Old masters hung over steel and glass. Two totem poles rose from floor level. Fogg ensured that every item was always in perfect alignment in itself and with its neighbors. He abhorred deviation. One of the two totem poles had a tendency to bleed dust from time to time, which he instantly cleared. He abhorred untidiness too. The previous evening, Wheatfield with crows had shown no sign of misbehavior. He wondered if a floor beam had shifted in the night, but the mainframe said otherwise. An inexplicable knock and an inexplicable pill. What the hell?